0: is from the Maximum Carnage video game from back in the 90s. Episode 222 for April 2013. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have discounts that start at 38 and they go up to 75% off the cover price of new comics and trades. In this episode, I'm talking to Venom writer Cullen Bunn. So let's take a look at some of his work at Mail Order. Mail Order has the Spider-Man Season 1 trade on sale. The cover price is $24.99. Mail Order has it for just $15.49, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Welcome, gang, to our first show of April. As I said at the top of the show, I conducted an interview with the writer Cullen Bunn. He writes the Venom title He also writes The Fearless Defenders and various other books. And I talked to him at the very first Wizard World St. Louis Comic Con. So let's get into the interview. Hey, Carl Spacers, we're here with the Venom writer, Cullen Bunn. Thanks for talking to us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And you live in St. Louis, right?
1: I do, yeah. I've lived here for, uh, I guess, closing in on 20 years, which is hard to believe, but wow. yeah.
0: And I love your drinking Diet Mountain Dew also. That's the drink of God. That's what I drink, too.
1: Well, at uh, 6, o'clock on a, 6 o'clock on a Saturday, it's about the only thing that keeps me moving.
0: Right on your website, you worked at the comic book shop too as a young kid. Is that right?
1: I did. Well, I don't know how young I was, but yeah. Uh, I worked at the, the fantasy shop here in St. Louis. Right. That was uh, I worked there for Couple of years.
0: And how'd you break in?
1: Uh, it's actually I met an artist uh, who was also working a fantasy shop, okay. and uh, and we did a book together. And we did it. We, we did one book together, and then a couple of years later we did uh, we did a book called The Damned, okay. and then a couple of years later we did a book called The Six Gun, and uh, and both of those were published by Oni Press, and uh, and then that book has been sort of the gateway to DC and Marvel. That was the book that introduced uh, them to me. How did you break
0: in with Marvel? What was the first uh, conversation, or how did you get in the door?
1: Um, You know, I had meetings with Marvel, like conventions and stuff, and I pitched them some things that never went anywhere. Uh, I pitched them a a Morbius uh, series years ago, like, Six years ago, I pitched a Morbius series that didn't go anywhere, uh, but they had seen some of my work, and uh, I just kept kind of knocking on the door. Uh, it wasn't until the Six Gun came out, though, and uh, Axel Alonso read the Six Gun, and he contacted me and asked if I wanted to do a few Deadpool stories and things like that. That I, things really started coming together. I think it was Deadpool Team Up. Is that what got you started? Yeah, uh, I did Deadpool Team Up, and I did some like short stories in in some of the Deadpool like 1000 and some of those issues. Talk about the Venom book. How did that come about? Uh, well, Venom uh, was something uh, I. I had done some work for Steve Wacker uh, in the Spider- Spider-Man offices. Uh, I did uh, Spider-Man Season 1. And, uh, and he contacted me after that project was finished and said, uh, we have another book we'd like you to, to consider. And he, he basically told me that Rick Remender was transitioning off the book and asked if I wanted to co-write the final arc, the Savage Six arc with Rick, and, uh, from, and then take over after that. Steve
0: Wacker's a St. Louis guy
1: too. He is a St. Louis guy. I, I kid him that he brings a lot of St. Louis guys into his into his office because Chris Somney, Matt Kent, he they all work with Steve Wacker at some point. He
0: also mentions the Cardinals a lot in the letter pages. I know
1: he does. He's a big Cardinals fan.
0: So, uh, your first introduction to Spider-Man? How did you get involved? Was Electric Company on Channel Nine?
1: Uh, I don't think that was my first introduction to Spider-Man. Uh, I uh, I remember watching the live action show when I was very young. I remember that. Um, but I believe I had. Uh, I was the kid, you know, I had some, you know, I used to get my comics at garage sales all the time, big stacks, flea markets. And I remember drawing eyeballs on Spider-Man throughout issues of comics, which are probably now worth (laughs) thousands of dollars because they were very early. I remember, I mean, it's clear in my head that I was drawing eyeballs on Ditko Spider-Man issues. Uh, But I remember that even from when I was very young. Uh, Just one of your favorite characters of all time? Yeah, uh, I think Spider-Man is... uh, I I don't think many people are going to say they're not a Spider-Man fan at some level. He's a... I mean... It, it, this is a character I remember being very, again very young I had older brothers and they had these little plastic spider man on parachutes and we were throwing them out of the, the the upstairs window of the house and stuff and he's just a character who speaks to me he's iconic and yeah I'm just a huge Spider-Man fan How
0: about Introduction to Venom did you start with 300 of Amazing or how did
1: you Well I remember I remember a friend of mine coming into the gym at school during the school day and say, have you seen this issue of Secret Wars where Spider-Man has a new costume so yeah it was very you know and, and it was from that point and I remember you know uh, being introduced to Venom from there I wasn't a huge fan of Venom in the 90's when he was super popular with the Eddie Brock stuff I, I wasn't that wasn't my favorite era of comics anyway but uh, but yeah I remember you know Venom from the very early days I thought it was a really interesting idea and a very cool way to introduce a new character a new villain How about the
0: introduction of Flash wearing the suit when you heard about that idea what went through your mind?
1: Uh I wasn't sure what how to take it because I was a guy. I, you know, I'm a guy that uh, you know, Flash has always been that bully to me, and uh, and I didn't know when I heard first heard that's what they were going to do. I wasn't sure I could get past that with Flash, uh, but I think that the way Rick handled it very early on, he he made Flash a a relatable character. All
0: right, All right we also have some message board questions from you for you. Uh, we've got uh, Dan. I guess. Uh, in the Venom series, do you ever plan on re- uh, reuniting Peter Parker with Flash Thompson or revealing each other's identity to each other?
1: People are going to ask a lot of spoilery <laughs> questions, aren't they? Uh, I, it's something that I've, I've talked to editorial about. I think that at some, point, uh, at some point that's coming. It's not something that I'm going to be doing anytime soon, though.
0: He also wants to know if we're going to get back to the original concept of the numbered missions that Venom has.
1: I think that's something that I kind of feel like got dropped off completely anyway. I think we're, we're past that. Uh, it was something Rick uh, kind of wrote out of the series in a lot of ways, and then, and then even more when he was doing Venom and Secret Avengers. And uh, and I think that idea has uh, has kind of dropped off. I always wanted to get back to some Project Rebirth stuff, and I kind of had this idea of what would happen when Project Rebirth shows back up. Uh, so we'll see, but I don't know that you'll see those numbered mis- that, that number of missions again.
0: We got one from Great Scott uh, in regards to the Toxin symbiote and the Toxin mini series introduced a character. appeared the Toxin was gaining a morality from the host, yet now he just appears to be another murderous symbiote without the sense of right or wrong and killing. I was wondering if this change would ever be addressed.
1: Uh, it will. Uh, I'm, I'm doing an arc right now uh, in Venom that's called Toxin. That is is very much the story of Eddie. Brock. Now Eddie Brock has Eddie Brock and the Toxin. Symbiote are bonded. Uh, Toxin, the Symbiote hates Venom now because of what Rick had. You know, Rick had uh, Venom attack Toxin and, and beat it within an inch of its life, and, and Toxin hates the Symbiote. Venom or Eddie Brock hates Venom, um, and those two are now bonded together. And when they were first bonded, it was very much a murderous, monstrous, you know, really, uh, really more of a monster than a person. In the new arc, you're going to see Eddie. Eddie and the symbiote have kind of started coming to an agreement of sorts. And you'll see... Uh, I'm not saying that that... It's the same sense of morality it got from uh, from its previous host, but you will see a, a different a different approach to the symbiote.
0: Any chance we'll see off pa- off panel that Toxin, and the original guy died? A lot of the fa- a lot of us spider geeks are like, what happened to him?
1: I will I will. Uh, no, you're not the blunt. I will refer you straight <laughs> back to, to Mister. Amender on that. Uh, I have no plans to to, ch- to to really show any more than Rick says that he died off panel, and I have no plans right now. To uh, to address that really, okay. uh,
0: Big Al, what are some of your personal favorite Venom centric storylines? It can be any incarnation of the
1: character. Uh, you know, I like when he first appeared. I like I like when Venom first came on and he was kind of scary, really scary because you didn't know what was going to happen with him. And I like that that era. Um, and then uh, you know, I like what they've done with Eddie a little bit with the with the, the with the cancer and anti Venom. I liked all of that stuff. Um, those were those were my those was probably my big you know my big intro to it. Anyone you hate?
0: <laughs> you can't stand any character I hate? No, any venom? Because there was so many during the
1: '90s that came out. There were a lot. I didn't like like the she was it she there was the she venom. It was his wife? I yeah, think. I didn't like that. I just didn't like that general idea, and uh, and that that concept kind of bugged me. But yeah, and uh, Scarlet Spider. I'm glad uh, Venom moved
0: to Philly during the current run. As personal, as a person from Delaware who had family, including his father, grew up in Philly. I'm very familiar with Philly, and I won't lie. The the Gallery Mall reference made me smile in issue 28. Why Philly? You're a St. Louis
1: kid. <laughs> yeah, I would have moved Venom to uh, to St. Louis, yeah. but that that uh, a lot of people think that's a funny idea just in itself. Uh, I think my editor at the time knew a lot about Philly, and he he actually when I took over the series, there were a couple of things he said. A couple of things we really want to make sure happens, and and he came to me and said, "We want Venom to move to Philly." That was that was it was sort of like an edict right up from front. Uh, and I kind of said, "Well, why Philly?" Yeah. But uh, but I it, once I started working, on it, I kind of think Philly's a great location for Flash. It's a It's a you know it's a place where he can kind of establish himself and and it has its own the city does have its uh, its own character and it's kind of cool. Did you have to make a field trip there to find it? I have not made a field trip to (laughs) Philly. No, uh, I mean I've been to Philadelphia before, but uh, obviously not doing reference for a comic book.
0: And are there any plans for Venom to interact with the? We call him Spock on the website.
1: Spock. (laughs) Uh, I think there are plans out there, but that's pretty much all I can say.
0: Uh, let's see. And the Scarlet Spider solicitation says a cane is using the events of Superior to his advantage, meaning that Superior is affecting the satellite books. Will the same be happening in Venom, or is Venom moving to Philly? Way to avoid the events of Superior.
1: Well, uh, I don't think it was necessarily intended to be a way to avoid Superior. And and I've even made references now in some of the, uh, in some of the current arc, you know, Flash saying that for some reason Peter won't return his calls anymore and things like that. Um, but I don't think it's something that I wanted to be a, uh, a big... You know, a, I, I I would rather it be Flash's story and Venom's story rather than, than making it be a big uh, you know something. Be, I don't want Superior to be too impactful on it right now.
0: Uh, what's your favorite Venom look throughout the years? His favorite is classic McFarlane.
1: That's a good look, but I I really do like the current Venom look. I like the Soldier Agent Venom. I think that I think that's a cool look for got him. Got a Marvel Select coming
0: out that looks really. I cool. saw that. I really
1: want that figure. Oh, yeah,
0: that looks awesome. Uh, for years, I always felt Marvel used Venom too much, and as a result, caused the character to sink a little. When the book was announced, a lot of people had reservations of the title, saying it would fail to the character's past history with the standalone titles during the Brock era. So far, the book is the longest running Venom book to date. When you got. On on the book did you have any reservations of your own about the character even though Flash has been Venom for a while
1: no, I don't think so. You know, every book I approach is, you know, I, I know that there's sort of a, uh, I know how books work, and I know how the, the the comic buyers work, and I know how how books are going to last. So, you know, uh, you know, when I took the book, I think Venom was a book that a lot of people were surprised lasted as long as it did when I took over. And, uh, you know, I, I just approached, I wanted to have fun writing a story and I wanted to tell the best Venom stories I could. Um, and I always, the only reservations I have is sometimes I say, I always plan for the long game. And I always kind of think, man, what if the book doesn't make it to that long game but that's just the nature of comics now uh so it's always something i think about but i'm just going to try to you know barrel ahead
0: my buddy bertoni loves betty brant he wrote a series of articles bertoni hates betty and he says what would happen if betty brant got
1: the symbiote she would just take it out on flash she would get revenge on flash for all his his uh his uh, his mistreatment of her over the years. Well, probably.
0: she blew up his apartment in the eighties. I mean, that's not, that's, I
1: mean. well, that's pretty, I, that's pretty extreme. Uh, or maybe she just, you know, show him how it's really done because Flash is kind of a screw up when it comes to being a hero. Maybe she just do it right.
0: What do you think of Betty Brandt? I mean, she's not in the book anymore or, or is she coming
1: back? Or? Uh, I have no plans to bring her back right now. I think I, I like Betty Brandt as a character. I just kind of feel like, uh, she was getting to a point where she was going to have to check herself into some therapy probably because so many bad things were happening. And, uh, I kind of like, she was such a part of Flash's life, so when he moved to Philly, I felt like he needed to forge new paths and introduce some new characters.
0: Uh, Max Frankow will Flash and Peter, whether he's Ock or uh, back to normal by the time it happens, have a team up and finally figure out each other's identities.
1: Well, you know, I know, and I know that fans hate hearing this. But you'll have to wait and see. You'll have to wait and see. Sorry, guys. Really.
0: <laughs> and when will Flash be rid of the demon that's currently inside of
1: him? Never. No. Uh, it, you know, it's it's a story I wanna I wanna tell and get rid of the you know the, the I will res, I do want to resolve that demon story and and hopefully I'll, I'll have that chance. There were just some other stories I wanted to tell in between there. I, I didn't want to do supernatural story, supernatural story, supernatural story. I wanted to do some street level stories in there and mix it up a little bit.
0: Forget Hellstrom. You probably get this all the time are we gonna there's multiple hellstroms all throughout the marvel universe what's up with hellstrom
1: there are multiple hellstroms and uh and as much as the you know the answer is often well it's 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 a chronology thing you're reading them out of order that doesn't work i tried to make it work in my head it doesn't work so i i do have the answer to why there are why there's so much confusion in hellstrom i think it's a cool answer Uh, and at some point somewhere i'm going to tell that story Last one from Jesse. What's
0: your opinion of the Venom's, uh, Venom's current power set? Are there any capabilities that you think are a little too convenient?
1: You know, I don't think so, and I kind of, I, I kind of like the idea of expanding it a little bit, and I did a little bit of that uh, when the Demon was in control in the UFOs story. Uh, the Demon was doing some things that Venom necessarily had not done before. Uh, I think there's some underused things. I love Venom's camouflage ability, and I think it's not been used to its fullest. I like doing some things with that. Um, I don't know that there are any real uh, overused or, or, or powers that make him uh, that are a little too convenient. I like I like the power set he has. I think it's actually a very diverse power set.
0: All right, uh, let's talk about what's coming up. You got Fearless Defenders coming out.
1: Yep, uh, Fearless Defenders. The second issue came out a couple of weeks ago. The third issue will be out in another couple of weeks, uh, and and then of course Venom. We're right in the middle of the toxin arc, which I really believe. I'm hoping. I've just seen the art for it. Uh, you know a lot of people say, when are they going to finally fight because I kind of we kind of we kind of delay it and delay it. Uh, my goal is I, mean, I just read the issue where they finally face off and fight and it's a pretty brutal, brutal match and I think not to give too much away, I think longtime venom fans are gonna get what they really want out of this battle. So uh, so uh, you know I'm looking forward to seeing what people think of it.
0: All right. Colin, you did great. Thanks for talking to us. Thanks, guys. Thanks again to Cullen for taking time to talk to The Crawl Space. I really do appreciate it. Before we go, let's give another shout-out to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. And we'll give an example of Cullen Bunn's work. It's on the Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe hardcover. I enjoyed this one a lot. It's a miniseries with the merc with the mouth, and he really takes out Spidey in an interesting way, and I enjoyed it. And it's a fun read. The cover price, $24.99. Mail order has it for just $15.49, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Thanks for listening, gang. I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas, for the Spider Man Crawlspace.com.